Hi, it's John Bernadovich, your host of the H Like a Boss podcast. Welcome to season three. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope of finding what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and share with a friend. On today's show, I am joined by Pete Tram. Pete is the CEO and founder of Latitude, and I was so lucky to meet Pete as I am um, getting more involved in doing speaking engagements. And one of them is at PHRA, which is the Pittsburgh SHRM Association. And Pete flipped this around. He had me on a podcast while getting me prepared for that upcoming presentation. So Pete, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Thanks, John. Excited to be here. And it's exciting to learn more about your background as we dig into what it means to actually do HR like a boss, live HR like a boss, and act it out. Excited for today. Yeah, me too, Pete. Thanks so much. Well, I've really enjoyed getting to know you. Your story is really cool, and I know we have a lot in common other than uh, you're a full foot taller than I am. So uh, you, you will see us on the basketball court or in volleyball, but in two definitely different positions. But that said, Pete, tell, tell my audience a little bit about you and your background. Yeah. Hey, everybody listening, uh, excited uh, to share more of this story. And hopefully there's a couple of inspirational pieces and motivational pieces along this way. So I'm a people person. At the end of the day, I love, love, love bringing people together. Uh, it's my passion, my purpose, and my why. And it all started when I was growing up on a farm in Butler, PA, right outside of Pittsburgh. You're like, what in the world are you doing in HR? How did you come the whole way from a farm to here? And it comes back to the people right? Learn that our purpose in life is to better the lives of others. And uh, the farm also taught me a lot about hard work and uh, this thing called a work ethic, which I could not, uh, you know, say thanks enough to my parents for instilling that in me in a young age. I uh, went to public high school and private high school, school down in Washington, D.C. And as John mentioned, right, I'm a tall fella. So I was able to play basketball and track at the collegiate level and studied mechanical engineering. Went to work at a big defense contractor upon graduation and got involved in just about every single activity you could, as well as a rotational development program. And that's where I learned the importance of people helping people and learning from mentors and connecting with your boss over time. And that professional development program changed the trajectory of my professional life. So thanks to Lockheed Martin and then MTech and Kinetic, uh, where I worked afterwards, supporting the warfighter in many different capacities to keep them safe. And, you know, my last job in corporate America was building robots for the army. It was pretty cool uh, and very rewarding because, again, what are we doing? Bettering the lives of others. And on the side, I had this itch that I needed to scratch of how do we make it easier for others to connect and have conversations and find the who and learn the what, because the old adage of it's not what you know, it's who you know, always, uh, you know, didn't sit so well with me. I'm like, I want both. John, I want to have both of these. I want to find the who and learn the what. And we'll talk a little bit more about the company that I started um, as we dig in more about this, but it's all about the people and seeing others succeed fires me up and brings me more satisfaction than you can imagine. Awesome. Keep it up. Uh, you know, you know, I appreciate great entrepreneurship. The idea of HR like a boss is, a, is about us looking at your role as a business owner. And I know, Pete, you were inspired through your career and working in a large organization. 
uh, to do something a little bit wild and crazy and, and make your parents proud for something different, way, way drastically different than uh, whatever they're growing on their farm in Butler, PA. What are they growing on their farm uh, at the at the Shram farm? What, what, is, what is it? Yeah, it's mostly dreams, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, good answer. Over there. Growing up, it was about 180 acres that we would farm from uh, sweet corn, pumpkins, potatoes, uh, cabbage. There was apple orchard, peach orchard, pears. There was, uh, you know, grapes. We had a vineyard. It was a total of like 50, five, zero different kinds of fruits and vegetables. And then we always had the uh, the animals, you know, a couple dozen cattle, uh, some horses, pigs, sheep, goats, chickens, all, all of it. Uh, and my friends didn't really like coming over because they'd get put to work. <laughs> so they're like, I'm not going over to Pete's. There's no cable TV and I'm going to have to work whenever I'm there. And it's far away. I got to drive. I can't walk to his house. Mm -mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's, that's really cool, man. It's a lots of variety of things. And uh, what, what a wonderful, wonderful experience and kudos to your parents. And I certainly can appreciate being instilled a, a very strong work ethic and uh, from my parents and it's, it, it's, it's really cool and it, it'll serve you well in your in your entrepreneurial journey and, and and I know we'll learn more about what it is you're doing I, I can't start out the the podcast asking you about latitude because every first question on the podcast is about the purpose of HR and I'd love to get your perspective on how you view that yeah so I learned about the purpose of HR uh, when I was taking a class uh, agile HR um, and Beth Davis was the one who actually was my instructor. And I asked and I said, hey, Beth, what, what is good HR and what she taught me? And I'll share here. The purpose of good HR is to line, align the strengths and interests of an individual, an employee, a person to the needs of the larger organization. And HR does that uh, by, you know, building relationships and understanding who each individual is. John, who are you on a personal level? What gets you fired up? What would you, you, you kind of threw my question that I like to ask back at me, right? Uh, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? And how does that align with your, uh, you know, kind of day job, right? What would you do if this job stopped paying you tomorrow? How long would you stay here, right? And feel, figuring out more of these stay interviews, right? This is the purpose of good HR, to really meet people where they are so that the company can get to where it has to go. Cool. Yeah, no, it's all about connecting people to the purpose of the business and giving them an opportunity to understand what I'm doing every day has an impact on the bottom line, has an impact on the success of the organization. And then my hope is that it does something good in the community so that as a result of all that great work, uh, we can really see and feel the work that we're doing and, and, and how, how, it, how it has meaning bigger than just whatever it is, manufacturing a widget or developing technology. Which, speaking of that, I know you are, again, from a farm to mechanical engineering to defense contractor to developing a technology specifically around employee engagement. Tell us a little bit more about what Latitude is doing and specifically the focus on improving employee engagement for organizations. Yeah, so this is something that we, we need, right? We need to make sure our people are connected and they're engaged. And there's no shortage of potential solutions out there, John. Right? We have lots of surveys. We can do virtual happy hours. A lot of companies have mentorship programs. But when it comes down to it, it takes time to really put together some kind of an employee engagement program. And it takes know-how. 
So what did I do through trial and error while at Lockheed Martin and other companies was this process but very manually. So latitude is the map to professional growth. We help organizations uh, bring their people together. What do you wanna talk about to learn and to teach? When are you available? Integrates to your calendar. Schedule your conversations, right? Video call takes place right there and track your agenda and notes so you have conversation continuity. So what does that mean? We help increase engagement so that you can amplify retention in order to attract the talent you need. Okay, well, is there a way that we can measure it, right? It's great to talk about this stuff. And the answer is yes. Yeah, there's more than 100 employee engagement metrics uh, that you can see. Because again, engineer, undergrad, grad school, if you can't measure it, you can't improve it. So all about bringing your people together. And we've recently added in uh, some educational concepts because if you have this great tool, but you don't know how or why to use it, then you might not actually do anything with it. And I'm not you know, in this business to have people you know, buy something and have it sit on the shelf. So again, our success is directly attributed to your success. I started this company to better the lives of others. And uh, once you know how to use the tool and why it's going to help change the trajectory of your life, then things get even more exciting. Yeah, really cool. And I know you mentioned before this kind of cliche saying about it's not what you know, it's who you know, and you wanted to learn. You know, I want both. I'm greedy. I want both of them. You made me think of another question around you. Ne you never get a ch or statement. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And I feel like employing engagement starts not only in talent acquisition, but day one through day 30, that first impression that you're making on an employee during their onboarding. How, how do you see organizations improving that so that they increase their chances of, of having an engaged employee? Mm -hmm. So there's an orientation which happens in the first couple hours or day or weeks, uh, but then it goes to an onboarding process. And I think we have to think strategically and act tactically. So whenever I first come into this organization, I need to figure out how am I aligned to the mission, the vision, the values. And we can get this from our boss. We can get this from HR. Typically, we get this from higher up leadership levels. So during this onboarding process, preferably in the first days to weeks, right? don't wait past the end of that first month, this new employee is having conversations with at least five different individuals. And you think about the old way of onboarding somebody, usually an office tour, is always on that list. Well, John, we're not all in the office anymore and we're not all in the office consistently. And so how can I do that office tour and ensure that you know, new employee uh, you know, Dave got the best experience? How did we do on our first, you know, first impression? And that's where that stickiness and belonging you know, really comes from. So ensuring that you're talking to HR, not just once, but, you know, a couple of times throughout that first week, second week, third week. Uh, and part of that's the recruiter. Hey, John, I recruited you to this organization. How do we do? Is it living up to the expectations, right? So in that feedback loop, as well as the manager, right? We want to make sure that we iterate, iterate, iterate. And think of this, you know, opportunity, whether you do it in person or virtually, of doing that tour making sure that you talk to you know, your manager, the peers of your manager, you might have a buddy involved as well. And then your split level, I call this a champion, right? Somebody that's at least two levels above you. Maybe it's somebody from the uh, you know, executive team, but it's really important to see that the leadership inside the organization walks the walk and talks the talk. And you know they're so busy, but are they too busy to welcome a new asset to the organization? 
to welcome a new link in this chain of their success. Well, why is the mentorship such a, a passion for you? I can tell, I can feel it. And assuming as a, as a mechanical engineer and the data drives decisions, at least from my experience of working with other engineers, like what, what's the data telling you that mentorship supports improved engagement? Yeah. So there's a lot of uh, research and studies done by HBR, by Gallup, McKinsey, uh, Forbes has a bunch of articles out about this. When we have an increased workforce, an increased engagement in our workforce, our productivity goes up, our first year retention goes up, our safety, right, physically and psychologically, safety goes up, uh, burnout goes down, profitability goes up, productivity goes up. So you're like, okay, if I can structure this engagement thing a little bit more, and so I can see if, you know, work with the facts, right? Measure it, make sure it's going up. Then all this other stuff's going to go up. More of the good, less of the bad from conversations. Yep. That's what this is all about. And mentoring specifically, John, changed my life. Growing up on the farm, believe it or not, you don't typically have access to a lot of professional mentors. So whenever I was like, well, what else is out there? What can I do with my life, my career? It was always searching uh, and searching and searching, and I didn't really know where, where to look. So changing uh, the lives of others and changing their trajectory so that nobody doesn't have access uh, to those kinds of opportunities is very important. Now you're like, okay, farm and you know, inside my company, it's very different things. Well, Whenever you're a new employee, how do you make them feel like they have access to these different resources? Well, we use like a SharePoint on Teams. That's a great start, right? As long as you have something in place that you can say, hey, here's all the different people, what they want to talk about, why they want to talk about these different things. And most importantly, give people the space and let them know that we are a culture of cohesive collaboration. We're all here for one another. We encourage you to meet new folks and to have more of those conversations. You think about like the water cooler conversation, how many mentoring relationships started from just an impromptu happen to meet somebody or somebody else said, hey, John, you and Liz should talk for this reason. It's kind of like dating, right? You're not gonna say like, oh, you're gonna be my mentor because I read about you on a piece of paper. You gotta go on a couple of dates. You gotta have a couple of conversations. And then the mentor is somebody that helps change the trajectory of your life again. And I recommend a couple of mentors along this way um, over time. Yeah, no, I know. And it's a great point because I think relationships, friendships, whatever term you want to use are, are drivers to increasing employee engagement, which means to me, they're enjoying their themselves at work. They're having fun, I hope. And you tend to do that with people you like. And I think, like you said, the, you're, you're gonna you're gonna kiss a few frogs in in the term of a mentorship till you find ones that really make a a unique and meaningful connection to you. Which I think there's got to be some personal. There's got to be something personal that you feel in that connection uh, going both ways. Speaking of like the importance of engagement and how we get at driving results, one of the key parts in the book HR Like a Boss, and that we talked about on this podcast before, is HR's influence on managers and coaching managers to be better managers. And I'm curious as to how your technology and your experience is allowing that to improve within your clients. Yeah, so the, the technology is just a way to structure it and make it easier, right? The purpose of this is to educate everybody on what good looks like. 
And, you know, typically you talk to, to managers, hey, I'm, I'm leading two people, three people, five people, 75 people. You got to be there for your employees. You got to be there for your team. And whenever we have persistent and consistent communications, we can be proactive, right? Whenever these oh crap moments come up. Most times we're reactive. Oh, sorry, John, I got to push off this week. Oh, I can't talk next week. Oh my gosh, I'm underwater. I'm swamped. I can't do it. And so it's prioritizing our people. And you know, we recommend just a one-on-one each week. It doesn't have to be 30 or 60 minutes long. It can be as simple as a touch point, you know, 10 minutes. John, how are you doing? What'd you work on last? What's next? What are your blockers? What do you need from me? And what's one thing that you're working to improve on this week? as simple as that, right? How is this aligning to your professional development plan? What's one of the biggest reasons, biggest drivers for people departing companies right now in the great resignation, the turnover tsunami, the quiet quit, all these different things. It's the poor relationship between employee and manager. It's because you don't see that map to professional growth in your current job role. So when managers prioritize their people, and take time to listen, not just check in. Hey, John, I'm just checking in with you. Radio silence, crickets on both sides. Being intentional with those 10 or 20 or 30 minutes each week is what we need to do more of. And it takes time. And the bigger your team is, the longer it'll take. Maybe it's a bi-weekly check-in, but be persistent and consistent with what you're doing and be intentional about your time together. Yeah. You made me think of something uh, that I've I don't know whether it's been said before. I'm sure it has, but this idea of busy, there's like a, a, a pride or an honor that people have. They kind of, you know, I'm busy. You know, and you talked about those in your examples. I, I think it's ironic that busy is the first four letters of business. I know it's not technically busy if you want to change the I to a Y or vice versa. And and I, I always find that uh, I try to never use that word when somebody asks me how I'm doing busy. I may feel like I'm busy. But that to me is, a, is, is where mentorship and coaching and you need a manager to really dive into that and say, well, what, why are you feeling that way? What, what are you so busy doing? Do you need more resources? Do you need more help? Do you need a hug, right? Do you need a shoulder to cry on? Do you need someone to tell your story about? And I think that it's so true. Engagement and relationship with your manager, there's such profound impacts on how employees feel at work. And I know that's, that's what your life's mission is and what you're doing uh, every single day. Now, Pete, I'm going to change gears for a second because I know you're the first guest on season three to ever do a TED talk. You might be the first guest. I'm going to have our, our crack staff figure this out to ever do a TED talk. And you did your TED talk on personal board of advisors. So I'm so curious, like what in the world does that mean? And educate our listeners on how they can build their own personal board of advisors. Yeah, so we'll start off and just drop a, a little uh, couple of tidbits here that people can work off of. But it's adding structure to everything we've talked about up to this point, John. We talked about mentors. We talked about bosses. You talked about, you know, your, your best friend at work, right? Part of the Gallup Q12. And how do we structure these engagements over time? Again, I'm an engineer, so I like to give me a plan and let's figure out how we can uh, move forward as an athlete, right? Coach, what's what's the play look like and how do we start, right? Give me this map to professional growth. Give me this path that I can get started on. And it's something that's a you should or you could, not exactly a you shall. It's not one size fits all. Uh, there's not one single way that we walk up to success. So whenever we think about a um, personal board of advisors, 
it's this group, I like to choose the number eight, um, because whenever Latitude was Lattice, we had eight holes in the logo. And the simple piece, send me an email and we'll, we'll give you a, a, a template of this worksheet, you know, just, just send, send it your way. But who are those folks that you engage with over time? So person number one, John, is your mentor, somebody in function that you align with personally, professionally, spiritually, about five to 10 years ahead of you, okay? Person number two, mentor out of function, right? If I'm in engineering, maybe this is somebody from marketing, from communications, from legal, they still about five to 10 years ahead of you, but their path has been on a different uh, kind of trajectory. Number three is your boss or your manager. We already talked about engaging with them consistently. At the end of the day, they're the ones that are signing your time card and doing your performance review. So let's engage with them more and more over time. Number four is your peer or your buddy. Somebody that's you know within about one to three years of experience of you, you're going through the trenches together, maybe a little bit less informal than your uh, you know formal mentor, your, your boss. Champion, talked about it earlier, two plus levels above you. A sponsor, this is somebody that's your super connector. Hey, John, I had a question about this and I have no idea who to ask. You're, I bet you you're a sponsor to some people without even knowing it. The sponsor also advocates for you outside of your one-on-ones, building you up where a mentor is you know, kind of there and giving of time. A sponsor is giving of their uh, brand and putting their name on the line whenever they're connecting you. Ally, you know, DEI, IDEA, DEIB, this is huge. Okay, well, we learned all these ways that we can be inclusive. How do we take action? So one of the people on your personal board is your ally, somebody that looks different than you on the inside or the outside, right? We're, there's about 12 or 13 inches of height that separate us. So there is a difference, right, visually here, right? Other than that, you know, maybe we look similar. We'll talk about the backgrounds. What are the life experiences that you have, right? The religion, the cultures, all those pieces. There's a lot of different parts that go into diversity uh, over, over time, age, right? Um, personal accountability partner. This is last person, number eight. We talk about mental health. John, when's the last time you got out there to play golf? I know it's something that you care about. I know that's your passion. Yeah, you're great at your job, but the family and golfing, are you taking time for you, right? And that's the piece that we need to have on there. So those are the eight folks that are on my personal board. You may also have a mentee, uh, your HR business partner, a volunteer, uh, a coach, you could even have a therapist. And so we'll talk a little bit more about, not on this session, uh, but you know, how do I hire somebody to my board? How do I fire somebody to my board? How do I ask somebody uh, to be on my board? And this is just kind of a cool way to structure all those parts of the employee engagement uh, life cycle that we talked about getting up to this point on the podcast. Probably the most specific answer that we've ever had on the show. He even showed, he even had a visual for those of you that didn't get to see it. If you're listening to the podcast in your car at the office, I'm sure Pete would love to share that visual with you. And we'll make sure in the show notes and on, on our communication that we get a way for you to connect with Pete so he can send you those specifics. Now, speaking of connections, we would not have this podcast without our sponsor, Willery, which you all know is very near and dear to my heart. Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources needed to put on the HR Like a Boss podcast. Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staff augmentation services, along with unique client-side HR technology consulting practice. If you're struggling to find talent or you are not getting the return on your HR technology investment, please visit willery.com to learn more.
I tried to make that like segue as much as possible. And sometimes I listen to the radio and I can't tell, did, did the guy, did he record that before? And they pressed the button and he said it before and after, but that was a live plug for Willery. Everybody knows uh, that's where I work. I got a Will and a Mallory and, and uh, my kids are, are my inspiration. And, and hopefully uh, for, for those of you, if you ever have any, have any needs in that HR and payroll staffing or consulting that you'd at least consider us in that regard. So, all right, Pete, I get all guests out of the show on the same question. I, I got structure to this podcast. Now I have structure to building my personal board of advisors. I was checking off the list and there were a few I need to add to that. So thank you for that. That was awesome. My last question, the book is called HR Like a Boss. You're on the HR Like a Boss podcast. How do you describe someone that does HR Like a Boss? They walk the walk and they talk the talk. HR is an increasingly important space for organizations of all sizes. And there's so much opportunity that we have in order to positively influence the lives of others. And it's one thing to share all the statistics and share all of what could happen. It's another thing to take action. So let's make sure that we're making fact-based decisions and that we're truly meeting people where they are so that the organization and our companies can get to where they need to go. And it can take a lot of you know, long, long, long days, right? But this is a great instance where if we don't have all the expertise internally, we can go to external shops, right? You just talked more about what Willery can do. So it's to know whenever we are able and capable and to know whenever we don't have expertise in certain areas. And that's okay. At the end of the day, we're masters of our own craft. So in order to HR like a boss, you have to walk the walk and talk the talk and always be genuine. Awesome. Pete, I always end the show with a quick recap for those that maybe fast forward to the very end. And I tell you all the awesome things that I thought Pete said, you may have a different opinion and I'd love for you to share it in your comments and through our social channels. But you talked about alignment for new employees to the mission, vision, and values that happening day one, day two, day three, day seven, not day 48, when someone has the time to meet up with those new employees, the importance of connections and mentorship. I know there's a lot of other things we talked about in the life cycle of employee engagement. You talked about being persistent and consistent with your communication so that you can align those right partners. You can get the mentorship relationships going. That's so incredibly important. As, a, as an engineer, you love to have a plan. As a, as, a, as a basketball star, you love to know what the play was and where everyone's supposed to be. And, and the, the slogan for your business is a map to professional growth. And I think my last thing I take away is, is a key part of doing HR Like a Boss is to take action. We can talk all we want, but unless we take action, who knows what we're going to do unless we actually go out there and skin our knee, hit that shot, or whiff that wiffle ball, whatever it is. We got to take action. We got to try. We have to do our absolute best. Pete, talking about doing your best, that was an awesome show. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you, John. Thank you for listening to the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please leave a rating or review. Or better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.